This is Revisiting Haven. Hey, Havenites. This is Amy J. And with me, as always, on this podcast, Amy S. Yes. Hi, this is Amy S., the other Amy. Hello, everyone. Hey, guys. So it's been about two weeks, and you know what that means. It's time for a new Haven interview. Yes, another Haven podcast and an interview with our Haven crew. But before we do that, of course, we have actually some news for people yeah. in the Haven world. Yeah, we have a little bit, Amy, don't we? We know that uh, Sean Pillar put out a tweet saying that he was mixing 5B in Toronto. And it looked like on the screen, the screenshot of the Instagram photo, it looked like uh, Audrey and Duke. Right. And, and to it, me, I could be wrong, but that's what it looked like. And uh, I hope everybody saw that. Go ahead, Amy. No, if you're not following Sean Pillar, you guys should be. He's been, he always gives those kinds of little hints and nuggets and Easter eggs. So definitely follow him on Instagram. Yeah, or or catch him on Twitter. He tends to post the photos both places. So uh, yeah, I mean, he's, there is no Haven without Sean Pillar. He's the heart of Haven, if you ask me. So yes, everybody needs to be following him and keeping up on everything he posts. Yes. And, and then we have some good news for uh, Haven writer. Yeah, um, Chernold Edwards, Chernold Edwards on the Haven writing team. Uh, congratulations, Chernold. She just won an NAACP Image Award for Outstanding Writing in a TV Movie. And the name of the movie, it was uh, A Day Late and A Dollar Short. It aired on Lifetime TV. And Amy, you told me it's also available on iTunes, right? Yeah, I tried to check if it's on Netflix, which it is not. But it is on iTunes, which means I can only imagine that it's also on Amazon video also but for sure it is 3.99 and 4.99 on itunes so check it out support yeah, so, uh Chernald if you so choose yes. congratulations for winning an award for writing that is awesome the trailer for lucas bryant's new movie the movie's called the girl king and you can watch the trailer on vimeo or on i think i pronounced that correctly i hope or on youtube uh, people have been talking about it on twitter and tumblr uh, he filmed it last off-season, last, last hiatus in uh, Finland and in Sweden. And the trailer's out, and you can see him. It's uh, about Queen Christina of Sweden, and I think it takes place in the 1600s. Um, and he plays uh, the man who was kind of set up to marry her. That's a loose uh, explanation of his role. <laughs> Either way, <laughs> it, it'll be nice to see Lucas Bryant on your screen in some way, shape, or form. So check it out. Yeah, in period costume because it's from the 1600s. So the trailer came out. Oh, and that movie's going to debut um, later this year um, in Toronto at the uh, Toronto International Film Festival. That's a big deal. Yeah. That's awesome. So that's the biggest news that I have uh, that's uh, Haven-related. And there's still no official word except for what we heard from TV Line about Haven coming probably in the third quarter. So right. uh, keep your eyes open. We're still waiting for confirmation. Uh, but third quarter means probably the summer or end of summer, beginning of fall. So kind of what we kind of knew what was going to happen. Yeah. But again, no confirmation, but that's what we're going on. Yeah. A third quarter technically is July, August, September. And we know Haven has usually premiered in September. So it could very well be the normal time frame of, uh, you know, early to mid-September. Yeah. Yeah. So... Until then, we still have these interviews. Yes. And we are only happy to bring them to you. And so today's interview is with Andrew Sheridan, the location manager. Yes, he is the location manager on Haven. And so we're just going to go ahead and play the interview for you, and then we'll be back. Okay, so just 
I wanted to say that we have seen so much of the beauty of Nova Scotia and Haven yeah. in the show. Is there any location, though, that you haven't had a chance to shoot from yet that you would like to be able to shoot from and show everybody? Well, we can't go just anywhere. Okay. Because, of course, logistics of yeah. the limitations on travel, etc. But, okay. yes, it'd be nice to, sh to shoot at the uh, Cabot Trail. Okay, I've heard about you know, that. We've okay. got lots of uh, beautiful places that we have shot already. Okay. It's been primarily set around coastal areas, yes. no question, but uh, that's one coastal area that uh, would certainly right. draw people to this area for sure. And so have you, are you a native of the area, I'm assuming? Because you, you have to have such a knowledge. I mean, how do you decide where to go and just, you know, how do you decide what's going to work? Well, it depends on what they write. Yeah, okay, you know, depends on what the script calls script. for. So yeah. uh, once I get a script, I read it and ascertain Okay. what they might want in uh -huh. the way of a look. But then you have to find them a multiple of options for each scenario because, uh -huh. of course, I might know what might be the most logistically sensible uh -huh. thing to do. However, we don't always do those things. Okay. It might be the, uh, the beauty of an area that actually drives the bus. Mm -hmm. So then we have to really work much harder to get things as close as we have to to get uh, the equipment that we would need to work close to the, the proximity of the sets. Because we do get into some very tight areas. Okay. Yeah. Case in point, the Grey Gull. Mm -hmm. If you've been to the Grey Gull uh, and you see the kind of equipment that we have around here, yeah, we don't travel very light. <laughs> no. No. No, it seems like a fleet of yeah. trailers. It takes more than a village, it seems. You know, thousands of dollars are eaten up just in traveling the crew from the sites mm -hmm. that we work getting to lunch halls in okay. situations like that. Because, of course, lunch doesn't begin until we would actually uh, have the last technician go through the food lineup. Uh -huh. So that, you know, time is money right. in our world. Mm -hmm. And uh, we have to try and work logistically sensibly to minimize those costs, yeah. for yeah. sure. How much time do you get in preparing a script for your locations and finding it? Well, I'm glad you asked that question today. I've got... Uh, I've got two days now to put everything together before we go out and take all of the department heads around to show them all of the sites. Oh. I don't even have the second script. Oh, I don't wow. know if you should be printing that kind of information, but uh, I don't even have the second script in its entirety yet mm -hmm. that we know of. Um, we have bullet points, and we are building a schedule around what we believe it to be, mm -hmm. but uh, it's always subject to change. So you have so, to work with multiple people then, I guess, with not just finding the location, but when you're going to be able to access it? I'm sorry, I'm not sure I understand your question. Meaning um, these locations aren't always available 24 hours for when you're shooting. So you have oh, to yeah. reserve it or work with <laughs> right. you know, the manager of the location or the city or... Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I'm having to deal with the Department of Natural Resources on this one. I'm mm -hmm. now having to make contact with the Department of National Defense, Holy which wow. is typically a lot of time that mm -hmm. needs to be um, afforded to a right. scenario like this. Mm -hmm. However, we're not asking them to go and film on their site. I'm looking to use it as a support facility. Mm -hmm. So I might not have right. to be as concerned because mm -hmm. historically what would happen is that you would deal with their local liaison and then they have to be furnished with all of the scripts to make sure that no derogatory material is oh, uh, going to be uh, presented. Yeah. And if there are some sensitivities to the actual location itself in that we don't want anyone to be watching and seeing what is transpiring at these sites. Uh, and that actually gets governed from Quebec. So it 
is started here locally, uh -huh. goes to Quebec, comes back to Nova Scotia with whether it will or will not, it can't be done for this TV series because even with the expanded version of what we're doing now, mm -hmm. the, the first four seasons we were given seven days of preparation for seven days of shooting. Now with the block shooting, we have 12 days and 12 days. So there is a little bit of a wider gap, but there's typically six to eight weeks in dealing with the Department of National Defense wow. in getting permissions and yeah. approvals. So it's more if you were to be scouting for a movie, whereby um, historically you would get as many days of preparation as you have for shooting. Mm -hmm. When you have uh, movies of the week are usually 20, 25 days, maybe 30, you would have 20, 25 days or 30 in advance of. So you can push that to the end of your schedule and realistically have the time to fit that into mm -hmm. your program. Mm -hmm. uh, whereas with the TV series, yeah. it's pretty much impossible. Yeah. Right. Wow. Yeah. Wow. What about when you arrive to actually start filming a scene? How long does it take to get everything set up before you can actually, you know, like, say action and start actually filming? Well, that's not so much a location's uh, that's true, that, yeah. concern. Okay. However, that varies from day to day. It depends mm -hmm. on what is going to be the first bit of business that you do do. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, all things are typically prepared to be shot before the director would arrive on okay. that day. Yeah. So I would go out and facilitate said location. Mm -hmm. Sets would get the opportunity to dress it up as such. And then when we arrive on the day, there could be a whole series of events that would take place that would prevent us from filming within the first couple of hours. Right. Historically, historically they like to be done by at least the first hour to have the first shot off. Mm -hmm. And then it might take a little bit longer again before they get the second shot off. But mm -hmm. they try and get out of the gate as quickly as possible, without question. But uh, historically, what will happen is that the sets people will be present to ensure that the director is happy with what it is that he sees in case mm -hmm. they need to make any changes. But like myself, they are then off to the next location. Yeah. Okay. I would have already been off to the right. next location. Got I'm not it. really concerned about the one that they're at that day right. unless there are a lot of logistical elements that have to be uh, taken care of mm -hmm. before we get get them all in there. Understood. Because we're usually the first in and the last to leave, right? Well, it makes sense, given the nature of your work. Thank you so much for taking You're the time. Welcome. I appreciate Thank you. that. All right. And there you go, folks. That was Andrew Sheridan, Locations Manager of Haven. One of. Yes, and <laughs> we need to give a special thank you to Andrew. He was literally on the run that day with Sean Pillar, and he literally only had five minutes, but he was kind enough to give us five minutes. So thank you, Andrew, for taking the time to talk with us, however briefly. Yes, and not only five minutes, but a picture with that. And so... Uh, they were literally out the door. Yeah, both uh, Andrew and Sean that day. So thank you for your time. And Andrew's been with Haven, I, I believe, Amy, from day one. He's credited in episode 101 as location manager. I want to say the beginning as well. Yeah, yeah. He's credit, credited in the very first episode. So um, I just think he has the most amazing job on the show because, as we know, um, about half the Haven seems to be filmed in the studio or in on set and about half of each episode to me seems to be on a location or outdoors so so much of the show is away from the studio set so i mean he plays such a key role in the look and the feel of the show and helping to determine where all these you know scenes are going to be filmed absolutely um, i mean we talked last week with or last episode with jennifer stewart and what she brings to the haven show and andrew is no less i mean right finding the Lunenburg Town Hall, which doubles as the police station, 
as many of us know. Um, right. You know, and all the other locations that you see and are familiar with that aren't on a set right. are because of Andrew and his team. And just the, um, I don't know, there's so much of Haven that we see that's shot out outdoors, like on the dock or near the water or, you know, uh, shoreside or whatever, in, in Lunenburg and Chester and Mahone Bay and Hubbards and all these places. And, um, you know, he goes out and scouts them all and finds them. And it's not just as easy as he kind of helped us understand of, oh, we're just going to shoot there. I mean, you have to get permits and permission and you have to be sure that, uh, you know, all the trucks that come in as part of the show, oh, absolutely. That there's, you know, there's space for them to park and that there's a place for everybody to have lunch. And there's so much that goes into it. Well, you also have the fact that you have to work it into the scheduling. They have to take time to go out to the location, set it up, like right. uh, Amy was saying, permits and all that. But you also have to include it in the schedule. Right. So all of those things, it can't be too far away, but it needs to still address what is needed. So he gets the script. He looks at it. He figures out, all right, this is what I'm looking for. And, you know, a lot of the locations have been reused or repurposed, but right. they're, they're no different or no less beautiful, I got to say. Oh. oh, yeah, just just stunning. And um, like I think he mentioned to us, that I, I think I asked him uh, one place that you would like to shoot that you haven't had the opportunity to. Mm -hmm. And he said Cabot's Trail. And that is a kind of a famous trail in Nova Scotia. It's north of Halifax. It's on the Cape Breton Island. It is part of Nova Scotia. It's kind of a circuitous route around the shore there. And um, you can go online, and there's a couple websites, so you can just go on Google Maps. It's gorgeous, gorgeous scenery. And, um, I mean, it would be amazing if Haven did shoot there, but they didn't, right? <laughs> well, they didn't in 5B, you know, but you never know what will happen with Haven. So, it's again, there's no word on if there's going to be a season six. Um, so if there is, hey, this may still happen. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so I did want to, if you don't mind, Amy, kind of sure. talk about a, a couple of my favorite locations. Okay. Well, I love, I mean, I, it's really, really hard to pick a favorite exterior for me. Um, there are many choices. And I have to say one of the reasons I really wanted to take our vacation to Haven, so mm -hmm. to speak, was because of the beautiful scenery and to just experience the beauty of Nova Scotia firsthand. And, you know, we learned, I mean, I would never have known about it if I didn't watch Haven. Um, so I love all of the outdoor locations. Well, it's, um, it's tough to pick one because I, and when we looked at it, we went back in November 2014 and it had snowed or was snowing. So we right. didn't get the full effect of the beautiful locations, but it's still a beautiful location right. in the snow. But, yeah, everything. But I'm going to go with Peggy's Cove for my all-time favorite. Really? Yeah, that was an episode. It's really hard to pick a favorite, though. And that was in uh, 105 Ball and Chain. Um, we know that's where uh, Beattie had the baby. What was her character's name? Uh, Helena. Um, Helena had the baby. And, you know, the scene where Nathan and Audrey and Duke are there. And Oh, everybody's seen it. They all know what it is. So. <laughs> and that's uh, an iconic location in Nova Scotia. Peggy's. Peggy's Cove, the lighthouse, that's a very iconic location there. And I think it's a must-see. If you ever are in Nova Scotia, it's worth the trip. Yes. Go go check it out. Yeah. And as far as, like, maybe interior locations, um, I loved in season one, um, as you were, that the, the episode with the chameleon on Carpenter's Knot. Mm-hmm. 
on that old resort. Now, we didn't have a chance to ask him where that was or if the interior of that was indeed on location. It sure looks to me like that was a location shoot and not a studio shoot. It did have that feel. I don't yeah. I don't remember that kind of a setup used anywhere else, especially you yeah. know with the stairs and things like that. Yeah. Um and in that black and white marble floor and mm-hmm. um so we like we only had 5 minutes so we didn't get asked too many questions, but I love that one and I also loved um in season 2 friend or foe with that was filmed in that. Oh, the abandoned uh, uh, construction mall condominium place thing? Resort. Um, that was uh, the one where the guy kept on duplicating. No, it's called the Aspatogan Sea Spa. Forgive me if I pronounced that incorrectly. Um, I think it was north of Halifax, and it's abandoned. And um, I just thought that was a pretty cool place that they shot there. It was, I, See, I'm impressed that you're able to, like, narrow it down to that. I... I don't know if I can. Um, Sarah's Beach. I know. I was kind of looking through all the episodes, and it's so hard. <laughs> Sarah's <laughs> Beach is in my top uh, <laughs> top places. Uh, one of one of my favorites. Okay, um, that, that's that's uh, Hubbard's Beach behind the Shore Club. I do enjoy Peggy's Cove. That that was one of my favorite stops for us. Um, and I think the other one I really enjoy is um, Audrey's Bench. Oh, yes, at the end of the dock there in uh, Lunenburg. Yes, Lunenburg is fantastic, guys. Um, yeah, it's such a little tiny village and so much charm and character. I'm... That was lockdown, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. When she and Chris break up. <laughs> As you, you are more than happy to point out, I see. And if we're talking Haven locations, I would be remiss if, if I didn't mention the famous haunted house from season three. Speaking of Chris, that... Uh, the Haunted House episode, Real Estate, was directed by Jason Priestley. Yep. And um, so that location really was allegedly a haunted house. The Paranormal Society there in uh, Nova Scotia came to Haven and told them it really was a haunted house. Am I wrong or was there a behind-the-scenes kind of thing? Yes, with that? that's what I'm leading up to. Okay, sorry. And, um, Go ahead. That's what I'm leading up to, Amy. You're reading my mind. That's so funny. Um so there was a documentary about the filming of real estate from season three. Um, it's on MTV.com. It's on YouTube. It was also on the season three DVD. And just that uh, documentary in general gives a very good insight for those who haven't watched it yet on uh, what the crew does and what goes into making of an episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, part of these podcasts, we want to bring the crew to everyone and show our appreciation for everyone who's involved in putting Haven on the air. And um, like I said, that uh, documentary gives some insight into that. So, Amy, maybe you could put the link in when you post this. Yeah, I can, I can absolutely do that. The other thing you can find on the post is the Inside Haven that they did with Andrew, who kind of took us on a tour of some of the sites we see. Yeah, that and was so cool. I'm going to include that as well. So, you guys, I hope you enjoyed our talk with Andrew. It wasn't very long, but it, I think it was very powerful and informative for what we were able to ask. Yes, and like we said, he is one of the key players. I mean, without him, I don't know where the show would be. (laughs) Well, thank you guys so much for listening. We are out until the next episode. Take care. This is Revisiting Haven.